Welcome into the CHGO White Sox Post Game Show, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app today and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome into Studio A of our CHGO offices here in the West Loop of Chicago. I'm Sean Anderson, your host of the Post Game Show. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. We got the usual crew, the usual suspects here. Uh, classic film uh that's uh vinnie duber our chgo white Sox beat writer you can follow him on twitter at vinnie duber and you can read his latest piece uh talking about uh luis roberts gaffes in the outfield last night uh up just at, part of just part of the equation with him at the moment yes. isn't it yeah uh at all chgo.com uh the outfield stuff, a little bit fixed. The hitting. Lesson learned, it seems so like, much. but three more strikeouts, that's not what you want to see. Yeah, we'll talk about it. And that is Herb Lawrence, the man in the middle. Hello. You can follow him on Twitter, at Ecknerwall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. We are coming to you live after a White Sox loss. Uh, Padding for time over there is Sean Anderson, yeah, I suppose. Hour is usually what we try to aim for. Um, thank you, everybody, for joining us in the chat as well. Uh, Herb said 122 people were waiting. Uh, make sure you're hitting that thumbs up button, because if, if we know you don't like the White Sox, but we're not. We don't play for like us. As yeah. Vinny said, we, we're not below 500. No. We're no. fine. I saw my guy Ellie Stein, and it's funny. His phone uh, auto-corrected to Missouri, or Missouri, which I pronounce Misery. <laughs> he said, put us out of our Missouri. Which, I agree. Which is the same place. <laughs> Would you agree? Uh, it's not great. Okay. I mean, go. I have great. my own fond memories of being there, I suppose, but I don't know how much that was the doing of the state of Missouri. You've been to a lot of states, right? I have been to a lot of states. Over 10? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is Missouri top 10? No. No. There no, you go. No. That's all I have to say. Uh, Illinois is not top 10 either. For, for uh, yeah, it is. There's one city in it that carries the day. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. but yeah, <laughs> everything else is, oof, it's tough, friends. I've never been to Missouri, and I haven't been to 10 states. So it's right there. You no. guys really aren't giving the ringing endorsement for it. Lion's Choice is all right. It's like Arby's, but better. Lion's Choice? That's this is the first thing that comes to mind when you're complimenting the state of Missouri. I should, is something Kansas that's City, like an Arby's. Kansas yeah. Literally, go <laughs> drive nine hours to go to Arby's. Kansas City's on the other side of the state. That's actually pretty good. I've never been to Columbia. Where the University of Missouri is at. It's Naperville. It's Naperville. Yeah. It's Naperville. <laughs> it's Naperville, people. Uh, and, uh, yeah, um, Kirk is asking, can we make the pause longer until they win? Honestly, as you could tell, we really don't want to talk about the game. Uh, we're, we, we definitely can just drag that out for the, the entire hour. We love you people being here. I love you people supporting the White Sox. We know White Sox fans, diehard White Sox fans, are out there, and they want this team to win. Immortal, it, I like Bronson better than Branson, Missouri. <laughs> No dice. Simpsons fans got that one. Sorry, I, I did. I again, like that was started in 1989. It's about as old as that gum. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and you guys are like, oh, you guys ate the gum. It's like, just as good as the gum right now. I haven't watched of, Simpsons in a minute. A lot of Simpsons seasons to get through. Um, but uh, anyways, what'd you guys make of the game? Eight to nothing today. Lost to the Blue Jays. Another sweep. Seven straight losses. They're scoreless in the last 24 innings, and they've scored three runs in the last four games. Same old story, same old song and dance. It was like watching last night's game over again. Mm -hmm. Pitching gave up a lot of runs. Hitting did nothing, basically. There's a couple mistakes that you could point to, be it Romy Gonzalez unable to come up with a few balls in right field or uh, Luis Robert over sliding second base in the first inning. Um, 
And, oh my goodness, the strikeouts. I believe, what was it? Was it 10 of the last 11? Yes, they had a, a run of seven straight, 17 strikeouts today total. Yeah. Oh, I mean, the, <laughs> the, offense, the offense is not doing anything right now. And I, I, it was all about, this offseason was all about putting last year behind them, not repeating last year. Guess what? They're not repeating last year. It's worse. It has been way worse so far. Um, the only thing that you can say they have going for them right now is that it is only April and that there is a lot of baseball left to play. Uh, but, boy, if it looks like this, whoo-wee. I'm running out of words to describe this because it's just um, – it, 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 it's the same problems as last year, carried over again, and then – making the record so much worse it's it's swinging the balls outside of the zone it's not walking it's not hitting home runs it's injuries it's the pitching staff being inconsistent but even still they're not the issue at the mo the biggest issue i should say at the moment uh this offense is just doing nothing i actually learned a new word today uh to describe them uh it's a it's a noun and i'm gonna do my best anachronism is that what you're afraid of, spiders? Uh, <laughs> yes. A, a thing belonging or appropriate to a period other than, uh, than in which it exists, especially a thing that is uh, conspicuously old-fashioned. Okay. Um, you're so. not describing me, are you? No, no, no. Okay. I'm, I'm describing, I was trying to describe the White Sox gotcha. uh, and be bad at baseball. Yeah, I just think this team, like, I would actually prefer if they had quit today. Other than that performance is their 100%. That would be terrible. 17 strikeouts, 10 of the last 11 people striking out. Michael Kopech giving up four runs in five innings. And then that weird thing where they're Sebi's throwing down after every pitch <laughs> to try to pick off a guy in first base. It's not working. And then it was two outs with him and George Springer. Uh, with It was Michael Kopech versus George Springer. He had him at one and two. He hits him. I thought he hit off the bat. But I would want him to be concentrating more in that case, on George Springer, getting him out. Because up to that point, he was rolling. Early in the game, Michael Kopech was rolling, and then he hits that, he hits George Springer, and then subsequently those guys score, I think, on a single or double uh, by the Toronto Blue Jays. It's a lot of things that are going wrong with the White Sox. It would be preferred if they was like, ah, we're not going to get this game. We're not going to give a, a extra effort out today. Ain't nothing cool. Because if that is your 100%, that's embarrassing shameful uh performance out there michael kopech for the most part was not bad but five innings and four runs is a broken record this keeps on happening white Sox starters are only going five innings or fewer innings and then giving up a lot of runs so you're not helping your offense immediately where what was it that when that two runs went through or that three runs went through i was like this game we're over there's no way the white Sox are coming back and then, uh young sarah uh young innocent sarah she's like maybe the white Sox can come back i was like uh, <laughs> well because i was making the graphics child. and i was like yeah. you know what they could easily get you know a home run there could anything they, they, could. they could they could have but someone run across the base and, they, and score, they could try you know they, could, they don't do yeah. that sarah that's there, not their thing. What was it, like the top of the fifth? And I was like, you know what? Maybe I should hold off on the graphics. No. Or No, you guys were like, no. Sean was <laughs> writing the description of this YouTube slash podcast in the middle of the game. Yeah. We were like, how many innings is it I at didn't the end have of to the game it. where they'll be scoreless? And he's like, oh, 24. Cool. And Vinny's like, 24. <laughs> he's like, 
already done. It was done in so like the sad. sixth inning. We already knew when those runs were scored, it was over. And it's a terrible feeling to have just to dredge through that game. Now I'm just thinking about the rest of the season. That's what it's going to be like. We're just going to be dredging through the seasons, like just knowing the outcome is already determined for the White Sox at the end of the season. Now, they're only seven games out because the Twins just lost today to the Yankees. So that's the silver lining. If they could take a game every week, they'll be right back like, with the Minnesota Twins by, what, July. This, this, this line from the Blue Jays' bullpen today is stupid. Eric Swanson, one and one-third. No hits allowed, no walks allowed, four strikeouts. So for the math out there, one and one-third means he's faced four batters, okay. and he struck out four of them. Uh, Yimmy Garcia, <laughs> one inning pitched, no hits allowed, no walks, two strikeouts. And Trevor Richards. In his one inning, no hits allowed, no walks, and three strikeouts. They put one ball in play against the bullpen, and outside of that, they struck out every single time. Like, they just look inept. They just look very bad at baseball. Like, again, we're running out of words. Like, other than... They look as bad as the Royals and Athletics. I don't think we can Well, they don't quite them. look as bad as the A's. The A's are a special kind of bad this oh, year. Oh, man. They are. Are the White Sox I, I I looked up. I looked. Someone asked me on Twitter they, uh, after the Jays scored, what, four two-out runs off of Michael Kopech. They, someone asked me on Twitter, oh, my God, they've got to be the team that leads the league in giving up two-out runs. They've had so much trouble with two outs. They have had trouble with two outs. Came into today third most. In baseball, 63, two out runs allowed. Diamondbacks, one ahead of them with 64. The A's, 83, Ooh, two out 83. runs allowed coming into today. Uh, it the A's, the A's are a special, special kind of bad this year. And I was looking up <laughs> the run differential and see if the White Sox are one of the worst. They're not. They are one of the worst, but they're not the worst. As Vinny says, the A's are special bad. And on purpose. Everybody in Oakland knew that. And that's what they're trying to do. The White Sox are not trying to be bad, but they're on par with the with the uh, A's. Let's see. They have given up or that, negative 49 runs uh, for the White Sox. The A's, negative 104. Oh, my God. So, yes, we're bad. <laughs> we're not the worst. We got, we got to do some work to get to, to be the worst. And this four-game set versus the Rays might get us there. Um, in the... This week helped with that, by the way. Oh, yeah. They were outscored by 18 runs the last three days. 20 to 2 <laughs> by the Blue Jays. That's 20 to 2. Can we play this game? Um, in And I just want to make sure I'm doing my math here. So it'll be 2, 3, and a third... I think 13 in the third innings, maybe even less than that. How many hits did the White Sox get off of the Blue Jays' bullpen? In the, this series. The whole this series. series. Hits? Hits. None today. Yeah, uh, keep going. Were they, none yesterday? Yeah. and were, were, None the other day? Yeah, they didn't get a single Hitless. hit. Hitless. How many, how many base runners did One. they get? One. A walk by Luis Robert. Zach Pop. Hmm. Hmm. It's just really, really demoralizing to <laughs> have funny. this team already. Just, I was just telling um, Greg and uh, the Hawks people when they're walking past, like, if you're going to be bad, be bad. And the White Sox are getting us out of the way. None of us worrying about, hey, we're going to be competing later on in the summer, et cetera, et cetera. They're just saying, we're done. We're out. I don't know if there's going to be changes made, but 
man, this is just hard to watch every day. The only silver lining that I feel about these White Sox and their 7-18 and 18 record, game has gone faster than last year. So That's true. It's less suck. Pitch clock for MVP. Oh, bless, thank you. Bless up. Uh, we do we do appreciate their contributions to uh, baseball this year. Uh, so the actual number is eight and a third. Eight and a third, no hits, no runs, one walk, and then uh, I didn't do the strikeouts, so my bad on that. But I can't even – I mean, there was a ton today, so a lot. Uh, just really pathetic, and I want to bring this stat up. This is the worst start in White Sox history since 1986. That season, very notably known for Tony Larusa being fired again, the same Tony Larusa uh, being fired in the middle of the season by Hawk Harrelson, yep. former White Sox broadcaster and general manager. So, is it is it getting too laughable territory? Because I know 1986 is seen as a laughable year. Or again, is it early? Is it too early? Is it 137 games left, so the the story isn't finished? Or is this a tough? kind of, you know, I mean, is this a big enough sample size to kind of see where this road's headed? In reality, it's way too early. But my brain can't push past the fact that the White Sox are playing the way that they are. So if this is the team, and I know that there are people out, but there's going to be people out all throughout the season. Tim will come back, and I guarantee he will probably visit the IL again. Same thing with Johan, same thing with Aloy. It's just a, a cycle that we're on. So I can't see the White Sox playing well enough for them to be competing. It is theoretically possible for them to do that. This team that I've seen out there that has now lost seven straight series, hasn't won a series at all this year, hasn't won two games in a row this year. I, I can't put my mind through. It's like, okay, I've seen 25 games. I know it's a short sample size, but – this is what they are. They're a bad team. It's not a thing where they're not doing the things that we think they should be doing. Maybe this is who they are. And maybe this is who they're going to be this year. And that's what my mind's at right now, that they're just bad and not struggling, not underperforming. This is their, this is their watermark. This is their high level. Well, the, the best case scenario for what can be achieved this year is getting worse and worse as time goes on, right? I mean, yes. the... 25 games is a small sample size. There is five months of baseball left to be played, and they probably will play better than 11 <laughs> games below 500 the, uh, the rest of the way. Probably, on it. probably maybe is, is too strong of a word. That being said, Sean, you did the math for us yesterday, and you did it again before the show started. To just, to just be... To, to be a division-winning caliber team, the record that they have to have the rest of the way, what would what have you seen so far that would give anybody any indication that they will play that way? I mean, they're 88 and 97 since last year. Like since the 2022 start of the year, they've they're 88 and 97. There's there's nothing that is giving you hope or inspiration. They're a listless team. We saw the we put it on uh, Twitter the photos of. Luis Robert and Oscar Colas just looking mouth agaped, aghast at what is happening. And, I mean, Pedro said before the game today, and I thought, I, I guess this was interesting, but I've been on teams that you go through a streak like this and you know the season's over. This doesn't feel that way. It doesn't feel that way at all. The talent's there. We just need to be professionals and grind through this thing. And we can look back in hindsight and say, when I asked you guys the question, 
what's the next series the White Sox are going to win? You didn't say the Blue Jays. You didn't say the Rays. No. You said May, what, 2nd against uh, the, the Reds? May 5th versus the Reds. 5th through or the 7th. Or, yeah, 5, 6, 7. To yeah. wait all the way to the 5th? Yeah. May 5th? Yeah. I mean, like, it's not surprising that they lost these series. It's, I think, surprising that they lost them all in sweeps. I think it's surprising that... You saw the seven-run output on Friday against the Rays and then the four-run output, and then it completely dries up. Chris Kampka had this stat. Last four uh, White Sox hits in last four games, 3-3-4-4. Three, three, four, four. Ties franchise record with four straight hits with four hits or fewer. Also done June 15th to the 18th of 2015. Fifth time in franchise history with consecutive seven-plus run shutout losses. First time since August 5th. And sixth of 1978. Um, so historically bad baseball and from this the is White a, Sox. And this is a team that in 2017 and 2018 lost a combined 195 games. Yeah. And this team, which is supposed to compete for a division title, those were rebuilding teams, Herb. This team that's supposed to compete for a division title is doing things that, that those two teams didn't do. That those we could read you the list of the White Sox rebuilding all stars and everybody would start <laughs> laughing hysterically. This team has the team, the roster that's supposed to compete, the roster that's well, supposed to win the division. Yeah, the, well, the, we're the, throwing the, out Odrisimer, Despagne, and Cat Latos, and all these other bad people on the roster. Those teams, Bruce were, Rondone. Yeah, they were better Mike than this team. Uh, who's the third baseman? It was uh, Mike Olt. Mike Olt. Mike Olt. Yeah, that was a way. That was way back. Yeah, like Connor Gillespie. Oh, God. Mike Olt was Hurting the him. opening day uh, third baseman for the Cubs the year that Chris Bryant won Rookie of the Year. He was. How about that for some baseball trivia? Uh, and thank you, uh, uh, <laughs> service time manipulation, for Mike Olt getting that that start. Um, uh, Husky Bardo saying TA and uh, TA and Cease deadline trades are going to hit like crack. I, I don't know if. Uh, Cease will be a part of that, but yeah. man, it's it's just an ugly, Cease. ugly road. I mean, to to the, your point earlier about to be a d- division winner, Guardians were at ninety two wins last year. Sox at ninety three in twenty twenty one. White Sox would need to go again if it's a uh, hundred and thirty seven minus eighty six. So I have the correct numbers, not like the Joey Gallo thing that I had earlier. Eighty six and fifty one. Eighty six and fifty one. And I said to I get you ninety two wins. I. This is how good and valuable my predictions are. Predicted before the season started that they would win 90 games. So you can knock two off of that. That would be 84 and 50. What? Oh, uh, now you're making me do different math. Different math. Uh, Still, 137 minus 80? No. 84. 53. 53. 84 and 53. 40. Be hotter than crap. AJ Reed, Dylan Covey. Man, a lot of bums. Yep. Yep. My man, Tyler Saladino. But still, they're not winning 83 games. They the get to 90, like 83 and 54. I don't even know if they're winning right. 83 games total. 83 well, that, and, that's and 54. The thing is, so I, they're, my, my prediction was 83 games. One um, game above 500. One game two, above 500. Guess, yeah. um, and the line for on DraftKings Sportsbook uh, to start was over under 83 and a half, and then it dropped down to 82 and a half. Um, so, I mean, the predictions, at least for DraftKings, was around 82 to 83 wins. Like, Hell, they would need to have a pretty decent run to even get to 82 or 83 wins. This is scary. Like, people bringing up the Phillies earlier, they're not in Phillies territory. Last year when the Phillies were bad, ended up firing Joe Girardi uh, midseason on May 31st uh, and then finished 87 and 75. Um, they were only eight games under 500 at their worst. Five-game losing streak. 
The White Sox now have a seven-game losing streak and are 11 games under 500. And, and just hired this manager. And just hired this manager. Yeah, so they're probably not firing him. And I would, no. I would bet a lot of money that they're not firing Pedro Cafal. Firstly, because it's not his fault. Secondly, he just got on the job. And it's definitely uh, not his fault. And we don't have Philly's power or... For that matter, they're starting pitcher. They're front-line starting pitching like Philly had last year. So, yes, I get it. Teams have done this in the past. Teams as recent as last year. But show me where we're matched up with those teams. There's not. There's no matchup. There's none, none at all. There's still the White Sox leading home run guy is two guys with five, and that's poor. And Sean pointed out in his uh, tweet, Joy Gallagher's got seven and 48 at-bats. The combined White Sox of Benintendi and Aloy and all these people. Eight. And like 500 plus at bats. Andrews, Vaughn, Benintendi, Jimenez, Gonzalez, Grandal, Colas, Sheets, and 528 at bats. And it's probably more now because, uh, you know, the game was still going on. Uh, they didn't hit a home run, though. Uh, eight home runs. So Gallo and 48 at bats, seven, 528 at bats from nine or eight different players from the Sox, eight at home runs. Yeah, that's that's piss poor. Like I would go back to the days where the White Sox in the early two thousands were winning or losing games ten to eight. At least those teams were exciting, and they were losing, but they were providing offense and they were providing some actual excitement for the audience who was watching in the stadium or on TV. This team is boring and bad, and that's a bad combination. And two, like it, uninspiring. And I don't have anything that I can try to stick my nails in and try to like grasp onto like you look at the Phillies and a part of the reason why they were able to turn around us was they had great staff underneath Joe Girardi and the main guy that was in contention to be the White Sox manager was Kevin Long and you go and look in Christian Pache a guy that was traded to Oakland from the Braves and then DFA'd by the A's (laughs) of all teams because he was a gold glove uh, specific player and uh, really had nothing to offer with the bat and he's gone to Philly, uh, Philadelphia and he's shown something because Kevin Long is able to have him hit the ball in the air. He is taking guys that have the pedigree and is trying to give them all the tools to succeed. They had Logan Ohapi shifted, uh, traded over from Philly to LA and they had Brandon Marsh come over and Brandon Marsh I think still leads uh, uh, Philly in or the MLB and OPS. Like, I mean, Kevin Long has been able to redefine some of the lost and forgotten hitters like Kyle Schwarber and have turned them into 40 home run players. And like, Pedro Grafal might be great, but Kevin Long has been around doing the damn thing for 10 plus years, winning World Series in four different organizations or going to the World Series with four different organizations. So again, like I am now questioning if, the hire was wrong, not because of Pedro himself, but I think they needed different direction and someone who at least had a little bit more experience of going other places rather than, hey, he had 10 amazing years in Kansas City. I know he had a, you know, a little bit of bouncing around before he landed roots in, in Kansas City, but Kevin Long has been at the majors at many different stops here and there and turning guys like this into major league hitters that produce at a playoff level. I'm sure other teams are looking at the White Sox roster and saying the same thing that you're saying about Brandon Marsh and Ohapi and other people. We get him in our building. We can fix that guy. We get Luis Robert in our building. We'll get him right. We get Aloy Jimenez in our building. We'll get him right. They have people with raw talent. 
Now their talent's not showing through. The potential is not coming through. So I got to agree with you, Sean. Like there has to be something where these guys who are now the new uh, coaching staff have to look at themselves and say, yeah, it's going to take a while, but also we need to bear fruit after a while because it's been 25 games. After a while, you have to know, like, is this going forward? Are we doing the right things? Or should we scrap everything and just try to go for broke? Because when Brandon Marsh got over there to Philly last year, I remember as an A or as an angel, I was like, nothing big, no great, great shakes. Last year, hit the cover out the ball. And this year, he's crushing the ball and playing exceptional defense. So they're doing something well over there in Philly. They're developing their talent. I remember Alex Baum was just a, a regular guy. He was a high-rated uh, prospect and was getting booed by the fans because he was making errors every five seconds. And now this year, he's depended on especially when uh, Reese Hoskins goes down. Remember, they're doing this without Reese Hoskins and Bryce Harper. So, yes, the White Sox do need some time to develop, but after a while, people are going to be like, hey, Pedro, hey, Castro, what are we doing? This team can't hit, and if they can't hit, you're not going to win the games. So more than Pedro, I could see, like, one of the hitting coaches getting fired this year 100%. Oh, the, got guy, the brand new guys who just got yes, here? Yes, no, I can. My point is, it's not even, it's, it's just that, like, again, like, I guess Castro has a lot of skin on the wall. I mean, he's been around many different major league stops, but, like, Chris Johnson, who is a part of that, that uh, tandem, I know everyone loved him. He was the darling in Charlotte because that is the most hitter-friendly uh, park in all of baseball, independent, single-A, triple-A, double-A, whatever. Um but, like, he's never done it at a major league level. Like, these guys need major league coaching, and I don't know if they're they're getting that yet. And, hey, again, that's a, a big jump in, in 25 games, so I don't know if I should be going down this road. Let's yeah, I, I, I don't think that's very fair to yeah. a coaching staff. I think what what we've from what we've heard, and the thing that stuck out was Lance Linton yesterday talking. I mean, this is, the, this is the, probably the most noteworthy comment that's been made about this coaching staff so far from a player is that Lance Lynn saying that the players here are dealing with brand new concepts and brand new things and it's taking time for it to take root you you wonder if the coaches or this team in general was in a no-win situation I mean if it takes this long for these new things to take root and I don't think it's unreasonable to expect it to take this long it's a brand new coaching staff that's got to come in and and transform an offense that did nothing last year that was that couldn't hit any home runs last year that didn't walk at all that had so many games like they're having right now last year if if they were were tasked with making that big of a turnaround and they knew that it was going to take this long because that's how long it takes for this big of a turnaround to happen what is this season supposed to look like what was this season supposed to look like from the start? You're saying you're 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 Rick Hahn in the White Sox front office, and you're hiring Pedro Grafol and this new coaching staff, and saying we're basically keeping this roster. So the the onus is on you guys to change it and get it right and get it back to where we think it's going to be, and we believe that you can do that. Was it reasonable for for the front office to think that it was going to take this long? Probably to get it right, but then so what is the expected outcome for this season? If you're like, oh well, if the if the explanation is, oh they're just go, you know, yeah, it's a bad month, but they're they're learning all this new stuff, they'll be fine in the end. Like, how much losing do you have to do before the the goals that you said were still attainable are no longer attainable? Expectations must be high if you know 
Kenny Williams is picking up the phone and saying, oh, we're, we're all really upset right now. We're all really disappointed. We're just as mad as the fans are, right? Yeah, they are. They obviously are. We know that they want to, we know they want to win, but this isn't working. And you, I just, I, I look at those comments from Lance Lynn and I wonder, is, is a six month baseball season enough to get that, to get all that stuff taken care of? Because if it isn't, then what was this season ever supposed to be? And granted, these are reactions to a bad 25 games. We could be singing a whole different tune in, in May, hope. June, July, August, September, who knows? But I, it, it, this is a lost month. There's no oh, doubt right. about this, that. This, this is a lost month. And if the month was lost and everybody, I'm not saying everybody's saying it's okay because nobody is happy with these results, but if it can be explained by, oh, well, it's a learning process kind of thing, how long does a learning process take? Because well, this is a team that was expected to compete for and potentially win the division, and this is that this is the supposed contention window. I mean, the the ceiling for this team this year was to be a World Series contender, right? Those were the expect those were the ceiling for the expectations. Might not have been a lot of people, Herb, who had those expectations, correct. but this is a team that wants to be the best in baseball. And if this is, as Jared just says, a transitionary season. That's that's not what it was supposed to no. be, right? <laughs> well, and right now, like, their leash is getting shorter and shorter, and then this this has to be their worst month. Like, looking at all those numbers that were thrown out, 86 and 50, whatever, th- this has to be your worst month because if you have another 7 and 18, five games below 500 month, you're done. You could stick the fork in the Chicago White Sox because you're not going to be able to turn that around unless you have a historic... 23 game winning streak or whatever the the Cleveland team did back in 2017 like that is the way that you are going to be able to create something for yourself is by doing something that is movie magic and you could possibly think that last year that maybe the White Sox can come back because they have so many games and we saw we went through the schedule they had the one of the worst uh schedules coming up uh, in that second half be mostly because they're playing interdivision games. So the Royals, Tigers, Guardians, and Twins. This year, not like that. You don't have that many games versus those teams, as many as you had last year with the 18-19. This year, you got 12 versus them. So you can't even get fat on those guys and say, we just make it up in the division, and we make it up in the division, we'll be fine. No, you're going to have to play a lot more other teams, and this ALS is, AL East is kicking the White Sox ass. The, the Orioles have beat them, the Rays swept them, and now the Blue Jays beat them. And now we still got to play the Red Sox and the Yankees. Oh, God. Well, four more against the Rays. Ah, Jesus Christ, it never ends. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> um, starting hey, tomorrow. Oh, God. <laughs> Speaking of the Rays, starting tomorrow, four games on 35th and Shields. How are you going to buy tickets, folks? You're going to go to Game Time. You're going to download the Game Time app, and you're going to use that code CHGO. You're going to get $20 off your first purchase over at Game Time. Download the app, create an account, and use code CHGO for $20 off your first purchase. The reason you're going to use Game Time is because people stress out about getting the best deal. You want to get a coupon every night. Oh, look at Vinny. Uh, showing off. I thought you were going to show me a quote, and I was like, I can't read that. No, um, it's Game Time. It's, it's the Game, game Time, time app. Very um, expensive tickets tomorrow. What's up? Very inexpensive tickets tomorrow oh. to go to see the Rays and the White Sox. Uh, I mean, says, if you're twenty dollars off, you get them for free. I mean, if you're a Chicago, <laughs> if you're a Chicago baseball fan just in general, you want to go see some baseball, you can get Cubs tickets tonight for ten dollars on Game Time. And Mercy. tomorrow, tomorrow's the red line thing where the Cubs are playing the Padres in the day, the White Sox are playing the Rays at night. Really? Yeah. Oh, you can have oh. a nice red line day. 
You can do it all for because Chicago White Sox tickets as low as seven dollars for yes. tomorrow night. Cubs tickets for tomorrow. Hold on, I'm on tonight's game. Well, I got I got Sox tickets as low as six bucks. You can go both that. games for thirteen dollars. Oh, I got, I got two fifty for the red line. Yeah, in there. I got Sox tickets for uh, for for free ninety nine already for, for for my cousin. So go I see your man Fernando Tatis Jr. I, I just might do a little red line trip. I've never done that before. That's that's exciting. So hey, uh, if you want to join me, uh, snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Again, as Vinny said, uh, low prices, the lowest prices guaranteed, and up to a hundred. 110% of the difference. So if you do find a different price in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you up to 110% of the difference. So do not stress when buying tickets. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code CHGO for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CHGO for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Also want to let you know about Shady Rays. Herb, what's on your head? We got some great Ventura style shady rays. Mercy. Ooh, some Robin Ventura style shady rays. Yep. Zechner all 23 for you there. Uh, take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. They have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor and for Herb Indoor Adventures and podcasting. The teacher's so bright, gotta wear shades. <laughs> that's, uh, not for the socks. Uh, that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by the lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us that they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. So you can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. And if you don't love your Shady Rays, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk with it when you shop. Their team always has your back. So exclusively for our listeners, go buy the best sunglasses I have ever owned and get their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code CHGO for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized shades. Again, ShadyRays.com and use code CHGO. Um, are you sending me the, the Sebi thing? Yeah, you are. All right, cool. I was going to get right into the Sebi thing. I don't want to take a break and then get into that because it felt cathartic. Um, James Vegan up in Toronto uh, in, in, the, in, the, in the media pool talking to Sebi Zavala. And Sebi Zavala after the game said, <coughs> and uh, you guys know... Uh, a dramatic reading. You guys know up. the band, uh, the Minutemen? No. Oh, okay. No. Uh, they have a song, uh, History Lesson Part Two, and uh, in there he says, uh, "Mr. Narrator, this is Bob Dylan to me." Um, baseball players swearing uh, is truly Bob Dylan poetry uh, to me. "Quote: Those fuckers, they just fouled off a lot of shit. It put us in a hole and maybe makes us feel like we don't know how to come out or something. I don't know. They beat us. We're in a funk." We've got to come out as a team to figure out how to get out of it. I want those fuckers as a drop and just played consistently well, over and, and over and over. And here's some more. So that was a tweet from James Feagan. This is a tweet Thank from Daryl Van Scowen here. More Sebi Zavala. We have to find a way to start winning and we can't curl up in a ball. If you curl up in a ball, then le then you leave our locker room. I don't think we have any of those guys. But if anybody does feel that way, it's going to definitely bring us down. Sebi Zavala was playing hard today. He threw about 40 pitches over to first <laughs> base. So what would, I mean, I, I don't want to, what do we make of those quotes from Sebi? I, I don't think that they're going to curl up and die. I, I don't think that they are that type of team. Um, and Pedro said, you know, we have to grind through it. We, we were expecting these series to be tough. 
maybe they see a light at the end of the tunnel and it gets easier for the Sox. They still have, this is the only silver lining I can think of, they have the 27th uh, hardest schedule in all of Major League Baseball left. So there is a chance that they can beat up on bad teams. <laughs> There's a chance. There it's not like Sarah. Sean, Sean, what did, what did we hear? What, what happened last year? Last year... Everybody looked at the White Sox and said, wow, where's that team from 2020? Where's that team from 2021? Where are these guys? Why aren't these guys having fun? Where's the energy? And we asked them that throughout the season, right? We asked them that all the time. And the thing they kept saying was, it's hard to have fun when you're losing. Well, they're losing a lot already this year. And I wonder, is it going to be the same mood in that clubhouse? Not because there's some sort of horrible culture problem, not because Pedro Grifol doesn't have a handle on his team, not because there's any sort of leadership vacuum or anything like that. Just because they lost a bunch of games, it's going to be hard for them to dig themselves out of this hole, and if they can't do it, nobody's going to be smiling an awful lot in there. And for for us to be talking about that and having that conversation in April... It's not a good sign, right? And, and again, I, I don't blame these guys for being – when I hear that from Sebi Zavala, I hear a player who's frustrated that they're losing like this. They, they want to win. They're not, right. they're not uh, enjoying this. They're not, going, they're not ending the game and going, oh, oh, well, you know, we'll be back at it tomorrow. See you guys tomorrow. I don't no, know why we- they're Mickey Mouse, but um, <laughs> the point just being that, that they, you know, this, this sits with them. They, this eats at them, too. They're not happy about this. I just saw last year that same thing happen where it ate at them, it sat with them, and they could never shake it. And are they not going to be able to shake it again? Because these are guys who have no problem going out there and working every day. But if, there is, if you don't get the results... It's going to be hard to, 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 to muster that energy. Well, and just looking back to, like, Alec talks uh, in 2020 where they, again, kind of ended the season in a spiral. It's awful. Had, that last week was miserable. They had the, trip to Cleveland, my goodness. Ugh, Carlos Rodon, I thought his career was over. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, yeah. <laughs> but they, they spiraled. They still made the playoffs, and they weren't able to escape Oakland, and they were promptly ousted. In 2021, they did win 93 games, but... They were the best team in the American League in June. And then after, like, July, and they dealt with injuries, I think T.A. went down, they kind of faltered at the end. They still had a big enough cushion to win the AL Central. And then in 2022, they never hit that stride at all, and it just never found any kind of rut, any kind of traction. Like, obviously this team doesn't have any traction right now, but were those kind of moments where they did feel rudderless or kind of, you know, uh, without any pull, like, do they seem bigger in hindsight that, hey, maybe it was just magic? Maybe it was just a lot of fun energy at at, at time and a lot of uh, dumb luck and and that luck is kind of paid out? Or I am not sure. Run out? Like, if they knew or if I knew, I would call them and say, hey, man, you need to do this, that, and the other, and we'll be better if they knew i'm sure they would try to do things that are more conducive to winning but as Vinny said these guys are probably furious that their record is seven and 18 because they like everybody else didn't expect their team to be this bad maybe some people predicted them to be under 500 for the season you know close to 578 wins on the year but these guys are professionals and they know that they're not with the collective of talent that they have are supposed to be this bad. So I don't know what they're going to do. I maybe some introduce some fuck it into their life. You know, somebody talks about you and the White Sox are bad. Fuck it. You know, who cares? I don't care about what the outside world is. A, a kind of like a 
we're going to be encapsulated here with the clubhouse. Whoever says stuff outside of here, neither positive or negative, we don't give a goddamn. This is the team that's going to try to turn that around. This is the team that needs to turn around. Nobody from the outside, not Kenny, not Rick, not any of these people, are people that are going to help us out. It's the 26 men in this clubhouse with our coaching staff. That's it. And do a, a thing where it's like it's us against the world. That's the only thing I would have for them where they're seeing all these people commenting that the White Sox are bad. It's an embarrassing thing. I'm not giving any money to Jerry. And take it personally. And have a us against the world type of a demeanor about themselves and maybe they can turn around otherwise I don't know what else they can do so I don't know if Tim Anderson kind of went down that road or not when he talked to Chuck and was kind of like you know we need the fans on our side um obviously they're without Tim what now two and 11 without Tim is that right I think it's bad without it's Tim Anderson they, uh, it was two and nine and one they game, have a one, one game against uh Minnesota one game against Baltimore or no it's gotta be more than that Okay. Oh, they won the game that he played in Minnesota. So, yeah, one game against Baltimore and then one game against Philadelphia. Yes. Yeah, those um, are the wins. I'm just trying to uh, – the, the the loss number. But – It's 10. Two okay. and 10. Two and 10. So, like, is, would he be able to bring that energy of, fuck it, it's us against them? Or when you see him talking to Chuck and bringing that up, like, oh, we need the fans on our side, like – Will they be able to capture that energy? Like, that energy seems very unique and very tough to to, to handle. Like, if, if that was everyone's mentality, then, you know, there'd be 30 World Series champions, yeah. right? What else? What other White Sox fans out there are saying, you know what? They still got a chance. Or just at the positive level or net neutral on the White Sox now. There's and a super chat that says they could still win the division. You can bring that up and oh. kill two birds with one stone here. here. Right, uh, Kevin, Kevin is our, our guy. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, appreciate it. Is, is, is Zach Levine his profile picture? Kind of looks like Zach Levine, no? It might just be him. Maybe. Kevin just looks like Zach Levine. Kevin, you kind of look like Zach Levine. Um, thank you for the super chat. Can you give him a goose honk, Sarah? Two. Two Appreciate super chats. Yeah, two super. <laughs> give him another goose. <laughs> All right. Uh, which one was first? The top. Okay. Top. okay. Uh, we are exactly where Rakan was trying to break us out of. Baseball hell. We can't even rebuild effectively because our players aren't worth much. Our division is awful, and our schedule will not let us die. We have 137 games left. We can still take this division with Griffol. We roll, baby. I like that. I get it. You've got to stay positive. I'm not going to tell you how to fan, but there's very few people like Kevin that I've talked to. So Tim would have to do this for everybody in the clubhouse and not wait for the fans to – get up if you win the fans will automatically say hey we're on your side brother but it until then you got to say it's us we're in this by ourselves no fan no management is going to help us out it's us and that's it and we need to fix this no one else and make sure it's like a you know not really contentious thing where you're like i hate the fans but it's like we're just gonna be us and if you guys join us cool if you don't don't come back to them when we're uh, celebrating and winning. Yeah, baseball hell, mired in mediocrity. This feels like that right here. Exactly what Rick Hahn said they weren't going to do. I mediocrity wish they were was 81 and 81. I wish They're we were 7 mediocre. and 18 today. Yeah. This is terrible. I mean, I actually, like I, actually prefer, I actually prefer being this bad than being mediocre. I mean, this, this is, is your basement. You're clearly who you are. 
they can't fool themselves at the end of the year and if they're finished 11 games under 500. They can't say, if we had this guy, if this guy was healthy. No. 11 games under 500 means you were bad consistently the whole damn year. You can fool yourself like they did last year, 81-81. All we need is a little fixes, which I you know, can believe they thought. And I also thought maybe too because I had 86 wins down for them. But 11 games under 500 is uh, final. It's a stake into the heart. See, bringing it back. Stake into the heart of the sure. Dracula. And there's no... Who's Dracula in this case? Sean. Oh. Uh, uh, <laughs> of, of all the White Sox hopes and dreams, the, the contention window, that's the stake in the heart. You're like, this is it. You We're contention done. window like Dracula. Too. We are done, contention done, done. Window. Contention window. Contention uh, window. Uh, uh, suck your blood. <laughs> but yeah, it's over. It's but over. I would r- much it's rather over. have them be this than the mediocre team they were last year. It's no, terrible to no, watch. No. It's the worst to watch. I'd rather I I would rather them show some signs of life. I would in 81 and 81 there's some signs of life. There's no signs of life right now. I would rather 81 get a, and 81. Get a better draft pick. You get change that draft is pick? What have they done with, what have they done with draft picks? A number 1 draft pick in the next year's 2024 uh, first year draft is chock full of great players. Number 1 they're not getting the number one pick. Remember the A's? Oh, yeah. They get the lottery. number two pick. The Las Vegas A's oh, are no, going to have the number one pick. It is the lottery. Pick. The lottery. The A's aren't guaranteed. You get Honeycut. Oh, conspiracy. What? That was a conspiracy look. What? That was like a. they're moving to, L, they're moving to Las Vegas. Oh, that was not a conspiracy look. <laughs> it was a, if they lose 130 games, don't their odds get, of getting number one oh, get much better? They, 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 it's weighted, <laughs> it's weighted on how many losses? On how yeah. many losses. get a yeah, frozen yeah. envelope, it's like White Sox, because we want the White Sox to be better. Chicago being better is better than Vegas being better. Are you two ready to do your little reading? Do your little oh, is play our, here? Is our time for right, a play? I'm going to produce Hold this on, little, we've got our, uh, who's on first um, uh, ad read uh, yeah, there. Uh, uh, we're going to take a little break here. And uh, what we're going to present here from the CHGO White Sox Theater, theater. Um, is a dramatic reading of the uh, two-person uh, conversation on uh, ComEd and the Energy Efficiency Program. I have the script in front of me here. Vinny, okay, go. <laughs> yes, Herb. The ComEd Energy Efficiency Program is committed <laughs> to helping families and businesses in their communities that they serve. Helping manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future, Vinny. Herb, you know you're right. Mm -hmm. This is an exciting topic uh, because I know and I hope that all of our viewers and listeners know at this point that, I know. Com- that ComEd offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to not only commercial, not only industrial, but also public sector customers of all sizes across this very territory. I don't know if that's limited to Chicagoland or if it stretches far beyond, but it's a it's a territory is what it is. It is. Like Puerto Rico or Guam, perhaps. <laughs> it's uh, um, in northern Islands. Illinois. Oh, northern it, yeah. Illinois. Yeah. Stretches <laughs> all the way down to Lexington, all the way out to uh, our folks out in Moline. See, it's a territory, not unlike American Samoa. ComEd also <laughs> offers free facility assessments that can help find energy saving opportunities such as those for hvac systems commercial kitchen equipment or industrial processes a word how does it work Vinny? herb i'm glad you asked i can't wait to tell you because Mm -hmm. an authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan see some people might just give you like a like a bare bones assessment plan this is a detailed assessment plan and it's specific to your goals and your needs 
These can be done in person or virtually. We do live in the 21st century, and they can last approximately two hours. So thorough, but not going to eat up your whole day. Yeah. Two hours, Efficient. right? This is taking up my whole day. No, no, it's great. <laughs> Within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately as i channel my inner eddie olchek each recommendation <laughs> will include estimated energy savings cost savings project costs potential incentives and simple payback if you you out there listener own a business don't wait exclamation point <laughs> now here is the chicago transit authority which has been highlighted <laughs> Get started saving money and energy today. For energy-saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash poweringbiz. You spell that B-I-Z at the end there. Wait, wait, wait. Did you say comed.com slash poweringbiz, B-I-Z? Herb, get your hearing aid checked. It's exactly what I said. Comed.com slash poweringbiz. Go out there, everybody, and schedule it today. Thank you, thank you. That was inspiring. My name is Herb Lawrence Olivier. I mean, we talked about a listless team. That was an inspiring and emotional, emotional reading from you two. I really Some do would say electric. It. I would say it. Boogie, I, boogie, boogie. I, I would, I would venture to say electric. Um, that took a half hour, so let's be quick with DraftKings Sportsbook. <laughs> it's NBA playoff time. That means big hoops action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. What you need to do? We're giving you the best bets. It's on CHGO Bets Daily. And, folks, if you tuned in, you would have gotten Brentford Moneyline at plus 400. That was a straight play. All you had to do was put four bucks on it, and it turned it into 20. Just That's what I did. Things. Who's, who's Brentford? Is it a person? The Brentford who Bees. Does, who does Brent Ford play for? <laughs> uh, Brent, Brent Ford plays for the Brentford Bees. Mm. The Bees. Mm. Is this a soccer team? It's a soccer team over in, uh, over in England. In and, jolly uh, old England. And mm. guess what? They, they won their Wii match, and I won money. So download the app now and sign up with code CHGO. New customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins, only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-505 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible and gambling resources. How did Jay Zawasi not get his hair all over this? this set he had I'm some so sort of device uh, attached to his face i don't see any little red hair anywhere yeah it's it's pretty impressive yeah um appreciate everyone hanging out with us make sure you're hitting up that uh that thumbs up button uh especially for for these two uh actors i mean i i'm i'm scared we prefer the term thespian yes thespians. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, i, I i'm a, a, i'm we trained from juilliard i am uh <laughs> nervous <Dang>. ah. <laughs> <laughs> Nervous my two thespians might uh, leave me for Broadway. Yeah, um, Broadway. <laughs> but uh, Ellie, our guy, uh, saying, I want to root for this team, but I can't wait to see this team win. Uh, it'd, it'd be very nice. One one win. All we need for our guy Ellie out in Israel is one one win. It's that old Eddie Murphy joke when you're hungry and somebody offers you a saltine cracker, you're going to think that saltine cracker is one of the best things of all time. <laughs> Give us one win tomorrow versus the Rays. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. You'll, I know we're not going to be on the post game, but you're going to be covering Vinny and Sean's going to be at the game. I guarantee Sean will be pumping the fist saying, Dylan Cease, what a great job. Mercy, we got that one run. It's a one nothing victory over the Tampa Bay Rays. And we're going to be happy as hell. So I have bad news. Oh, the good no. news is you mentioned it, Dylan Cease. Okay. The, the bad news 
is the team Not for us or for the White Sox? For the White, oh, for the White okay. Sox. I, great news for me. I I'm, was scared. I'm going to watch second. two amazing pitchers. You're oh, going to yeah. go to work and uh, make millions of children smile at Guaranteed Rate Field. Is Southpaw <laughs> millions? Uh, <laughs> You've been there? Not millions at Guaranteed Rate Field. <laughs> um, Not thousands. What are you doing tomorrow? <laughs> Draft stuff. I uh, Courtney's got a uh, test for you know lost school Ooh, stuff, so I got to watch crossed. the dog and such. Go Courtney. I don't want the dog Pass to be at home shit. all day long because I might go to that Cub uh, Padres game. I go to every year Ooh. Cubs Padres. Go watch your man uh, Fernando Tatis. No, I'm gonna boo him. Oh, okay. Like the Cub fans do. Right. Um, but the bad thing, Shane McClanahan on the mm. bump uh, for the race. And and guys, we didn't actually do a post game show for when Shane McClanahan last faced uh, the White Sox, but. I have a little stat for you. You know I love stats. You do. You know I love my my stupid little stats. Um, So how long has StatCast been around? You guys know this 2015. Wow, okay, 2015. So that's about, what, eight years? Uh, Yes. In the eight years, each team, 162 times 30 times eight, that's a lot of baseball games. The eight years of StatCast history, 18 players have had 30 swing and misses or have induced 30 swing and misses from their opponent. In one game. In one game. Okay. 18 pitchers have induced 30 or more whiffs in a single start. One of those 18 did it in less, or sorry, two of those did it le- in less than 100 pitches. One was Corbin Burns back in 2021, August 11th, got 30 whiffs on 99 strikeouts. And the other one was Shane McClanahan against the White Sox, who got 32 whiffs on 88 pitches. The whiff percentage of 36% is the highest for any starter to ever throw 85 pitches, and it's not even close. Um, it, it, I, I have no It was optimism. arguably the most unhittable game in, base, in the last eight years of baseball. I, I, and somehow I think he can do it again. I mean, they're coming like, off 17 strikeouts versus Kikuchi and bullpen. So what, bullpen. Do you th- what do you think is going to happen tomorrow? And Shane McClanahan's out there, a tougher lefty. Maybe he'll get 17. Maybe. By himself. He might. He might. <laughs> he might. Throw. What's 17 divided by 17 times three? 30, 21. So 51. 51 pitches. Yeah. 50, 17 strikeouts on 51 pitches. It's going to be a, <laughs> an be easy hard. day for him. That'd be hard hey. to do. <laughs> got 32 on 88. That's pretty hard to do as well. Um, I, I have no faith that, that even though Dylan Cease is on the mound, with that guy on the bump, with the at-bats that you just took in Toronto, with the at-bats you just had against Shane McClanahan, I have no faith that they're going to be able to put out an effort that will lead to that saltine cracker, as, as you referred to it, uh, with Eddie Murphy. I like, like saltines. They're delicious. I like Put some cheese soup. on them. Some Vienna, some Vienna sausages on them. You ever had that? Mm. No, because those come in a can, right? Yeah, they do. Oh, yeah. You, you don't like deliciousness? They're just like small hot dogs. Yeah, and their like, own delicious you know, hot dog juice. You get a, a higher caliber sausage than that. We do live Slimy. in the Midwest. Yeah, right. I mean, you could go you could go to the Jewels, get, get, a, little, get a little, you know, a little, hog, oh, what's it called? The little hot dogs. Little wieners. Little Smokies. Little Smokies. Yeah. Thank you. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, you can just get those. And those aren't in a can with weird slime. Yeah, I grew up poor, though, Sean. Those well, delicious eats. I'm not trying to. I know. My bad. Those, no, those delicious eats. Those sardines. This is the poor people eats. You should go over to Polina Meat Market. I was gonna. I was yeah. literally thinking of Polina Meat Market. Now i got a couple <laughs> dollars. I can actually yep. get some real sausages. Absolutely. That's I good. I feel bad. No, I feel bad. All right, Don't uh, feel bad. Well, don't feel bad. Just go to Pulani Meat Market. Yeah, that's, that, should be their, that should be their tag. Don't feel bad. Go to Pulani Meat Market. Uh, Camille Rock uh, giving us a super chat uh, saying, can the whole team get sent down to the minors? Um, Don't think so. 
You no, try. I don't think they have the, that much room on the 40-man roster. Do they have enough buses to, to bus the guys down to Charlotte and the guys back up to, you know, to do that swap? I mean, you schedule it right. You could probably use only one bus. Yeah, I, I think that'd be a nice uh, just feat for man to try to figure out. There's an off day on May 1st, so maybe they'll try to do the uh, the old AAA MLB swap. But uh, yeah, I have no faith that they're going to be able to do anything on Thursday. We will be joining with you uh, on Friday, though, post game. Uh, Vinny will be at the game hanging with our guy Connor Smith. Hope you enjoy. Um, we'll be in the stands. It's nice that they give Southpaw a day off. Um, <laughs> But Verb uh, <laughs> and I will be here in studio, and then Jared Willis will be joining us from the park on Friday. So we'll recap a little bit of Thursday on Friday, and then obviously we'll my, recap Friday on Friday. My guy Jay Corona is talking about Scott Peterson. I was like, I know what you're talking about. You're talking about the Polo Sausage slash Hot Dog Company. Oh. But when I see that name, yeah, I think about somebody else. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think of Rob Lowe. Remember when he played Scott Peterson? Or Did he? In a movie? Scott, you're Scott thinking of Drew Peterson, I think. Yeah. Both killers, yes. Allegedly. <laughs> This is a sorry uh, yeah, note to end on here. Yeah, Let's okay. go back to that Polina Meat Market talk. But yeah, we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna go Polina Meat Market. They got a ton of plug here. For, for They're just, great. You're great. Come on board, uh, Polina Meat Market. Hell, <laughs> that's Vinny Duber. You can follow him on Twitter at Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. You can read his latest article about Luis Robert up at allchgo.com. This is Herb Lawrence. You can follow him on Twitter at Eknerol23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. And I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Thank you to Sarah Ficta for producing the show today and Jerome Powell's right when Yimmy Garcia was brought in the man I went to or thought of was Leary Garcia they're lost without Leary Garcia they need Leary to take on Yimmy and that's why the White Sox lost eight to nothing today it would have been eight to one if Leary was here he could have put on at least something on you know hang a star on that one uh, but anyways uh, we'll talk to you on Friday go Sox <laughs>